Hello, and welcome to the Burning Issue podcast. My name is Luke Walsh, and I'm the editor of the website EndsWasteAndBioEnergy.com. I started this podcast to look at how the UK in particular had moved from a waste disposal system heavily reliant on landfill to one where energy from waste has lowered carbon emissions and has transformed waste into a resource instead of refuse. The energy recovery process is not perfect and still leaves behind residues in the form of incinerator bottom ash and air pollution control residues. Initially, whilst there has been some attempts to increase recycling of these leftovers, there has still also been landfilling of them. However, this is changing and one of the companies that is part of this change is Carbon8. It uses its technologies to transform these leftover residues and ash into aggregates for construction. Acceptance of such aggregates has grown, and as more products are meeting end-of-waste criteria, the potential is only likely to increase. To find out more, I'm speaking to Celine Murat, Head of Commercial Partnerships at Carbon8. Hello, Celine. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Hi, Luke. Happy to be here. For people who don't know, tell me what Carbon8 does. So Carbon8 is a clean tech startup. It's globally recognized in carbon capture utilization storage, so CCUS space, which is particularly specialized in mineralization. And it's a recognized method that sequesters carbon dioxide permanently. In simple terms, what we are doing is transforming industrial byproducts together with CO2 that would otherwise be emitted to the atmosphere and turn them into secondary valuable products with our patented technology. Just to give an example from energy from waste industry, and it's a sector which we closely work with, it has its own carbon footprint that's emitted through its operations, but it also generates fly ashes and bottom ashes as a result of waste incineration. So what we're doing is checking both the CO2 and these ashes as the feedstock to our technology, and we turn them into carbon-negative products like lightweight aggregates used in construction industry as in concrete blocks. When the business started, you were originally part of OCO, but you're both still active in the same sector and you split off. So what's the difference between the two? They still license our technology, and now it's a different and independent entity to carbonate. Things have changed quite a lot since the separation and we have developed our containerized solution to translate our technology at industrial sites within a modular integration. And meanwhile, we still are able to scale the technology to a centralized operation to apply the technology in various industries like energy from waste, cement, steel and biomass. And I think carbon capture, utilisation and storage is really the hot topic in the EFW sector right now. We've seen the UK government putting more money into potential carbon capture projects, but there are so many competing technologies. Do you think we're reaching a point where industries are settling on the tech they want? First of all, it is very positive to hear that the technology landscape is growing in decarbonisation solutions like CCUS. Also, having a viable and an acceptable solution to reduce GHG emissions in the process of energy from waste in waste incineration is quite key because energy from waste is also at the heart of circular solutions. So decarbonizing it is, is quite crucial. Coming back to your question, if, if you are reaching a settling or a maturity point, I think it's just the opposite because in UK alone, energy from waste is growing and currently the facilities emit somewhere around 11 million tonnes of CO2 each year. So 
the scale of the problem is huge. And I think we have to avoid from the idea that there is only one single solution can solve that or, or there's like off-the-shelf ready products that can resolve that. The problem is quite immense that we need a variety of different solutions. And especially for each individual site, we need a little bit of tailored and multiple set of solutions to decarbonize the industry. In short, the clean energy or emission reduction methodologies alone are not sufficient for net zero journey, but we do need innovative technologies like CCUS. I mentioned the UK has put more money into it recently. The EU has also backed carbon capture technologies. But as the economy slows, do you think governments will be forced to push more funds to more immediate concerns rather than carbon capture? I think this is more of an opportunity rather than a concern in the economic slowdown because the capital flow and the funding towards new technologies and clean energy solutions like CCUS can create thousands of new jobs and significantly lift the economic growth. And it's not only valid for UK or Europe, but we do see this trend as an additional economic growth engine at the global level as well. And coming back to UK, we do see some really constructive initiatives where recently Bill Gates and Rishi Sunak met at Imperial College, where they announced a new clean tech coalition. And also very recently, we heard Spring Budget announced to make investments on nuclear energy and CCUS in particular. So these are not only going to support the decarbonization and the path to net zero, but at the same time, it's going to create new employment opportunities and technology applications at the economic arena. Yeah, there's lots of new technologies out there. Do you feel perhaps you're in competition with people who offer the more carbon capture and storage type solutions to EFW plants, such as the hubs that want to bury CO2 under the North Sea, for instance? It's just the contrary, actually. We do not see rest of carbon capture platforms as a competitor, but more of a complementary party. So CCU Technologies, where you alone stand for the utilization partner, it has the ability to use CO2 as a feedstock. So there is an abundance of CO2 to store or use in these clusters. And just to give you an example, as carbonate, we represent carbon capture utilization arm for South Wales industrial cluster. And also there are some couple of differences as well, because not all the industrial players and energy from waste included, geographically located near or within these clusters. So not all of these sites will be in a close proximity to get benefits from decarbonizing their operations. There is a reality that some of them will be at remote locations and that's where modular CCOS technologies like carbonate will come to play because there may not be any infrastructure to transport or to store the CO2 and then the best route would be to utilise CO2 and even create a further circular impact. I feel an aspect of the EFW sector which is still open to criticism is that residues and ash left over from the recovery process have traditionally been landfilled. It's now changing that companies see this as useful material. Are they keen to just avoid landfill or is it a mix of both? Indeed, and if you just take a step back and look at the purpose of EFW sector, it's built around circularity. However, I think now there is even a further drive 
and awareness to consider the footprint from an end-to-end perspective and that kind of brings a spotlight into the ashes left over from the processes and usually they are destined to be landfilled as you say however some of these residues can also be used for good use as well in our conversations with clients, we do see this approach evolving almost every day and more and more different avenues are explored to avoid landfilling from these leftover ashes. So there is a drive towards utilizing these residues for a second life. And that's, I think, coming with the motivation both economically because it generates additional revenue streams for the businesses, but it also diverts this environmental burden to landfill. And this is exactly what we are doing as part of our utilization storage, where we use carbon dioxide actually to produce new materials together with these residues and avoid from the burden of landfilling for the environment. And we do see this quite a strong interest from our customers. I agree with you. I think you can use these aggregates in all sorts of industries now. But I feel there's still some scepticism around the use from the public. But is that an outdated view? And if it is an outdated view, why? So I can speak on behalf of carbonate and our processes, but transforming byproducts or wastes into products that are accepted and safe to use in construction industry, it's exactly the know-how that we have been developing for years. Obviously, I can understand the scepticism because what used to be a waste now suddenly are becoming a raw material for the building environment. And that may sound scary at first hand because that's the traditional and the linear system that we were used to, where the whole economy and industry is built on take, make, use on, dispose system, where in the end, byproducts have no value or performance. Where the truth is, the more we focus on circular application and the more the technologies enable that, it's going to advance and eventually shift that skepticism towards an opportunity. Of course, anything we do and develop should be under the right regulations, the right criteria and under the health and safety requirements that enables to use it in these building material industries. But I think... In the recent years and in the future, we do see the market confidence being developed and the positive image under circular economy is definitely going to develop that even more positively. That's really interesting. We've had other people on here talk about the regulators as being very slow moving. Do you feel the Environment Agency and its partner agencies around the UK are looking at aggregates on a regular basis and they understand that the sector is moving on? I think they do. And we, especially in the tests and in the product development applications we do, we constantly check if the products are meeting end-of-waste criteria or not. And I can tell that I think UK is really having a leading and driver's seat to utilise these type of applications. We face similar feedback and even sometimes challenges in other parts of the world. But more and more, the the circular economy and the circular awareness is growing. I think the more the regulations are coming to the right pace to actually create that market acceptance. It's good you say the UK is in a leading position because I know Carbonate has previously said there's major potential for its technology to remove contamination from both incineration bottom ash and air pollution control residues so it can be used in wider applications. Perhaps you can tell me a bit more about how this is progressing. So what our technology does is solidifies 
and stabilizes these contaminants so that our end products can be used in various applications. Right now, our primary use of end products are for lightweight aggregates, which are mostly used in concrete blocks and building material industry. But depending on the variety of chemistry, chemical and physical properties, we are also looking into different avenues, such as fertilizers. And this is also coming from the fact that as carbonate, we can apply our technology in various different industries. So that means we can work with multiple variety of residues from fly ashes, bottom ashes, steel slags and cement bypass dust. Each material has its own chemical and physical properties that's going to let into a type of end product which is going to be generated in the end. So in short, we have advanced in manufacturing lightweight aggregates and give them a second life but at the same time looking at other avenues like fertilizers, which is another secondary and high value generating product in the market. It's really interesting you mentioned about the fertilizer side there, because I understand that the fertilizer prices are really high at the moment, but is there a way energy from waste plants and biomassified plants can be involved in that? So it will depend on the residue type, and especially in the case of fertilizer, we are paying a quite of a strong attention how it's been accepted in the market because usually um, there are some chemical and physical properties that it needs to meet and where contaminants needs to be at the minimum level depending on the regulation. So especially in the case of waste incineration, we need to take a close look whether it can act as a fit to be as a fertilizer. But in biomass, in particular, we do see quite a clean products and residues that can act as a strong potential to act as a fertilizer. Oh, that is interesting. Because of the metal it contains in the UK, a lot of IBA is recycled and even counts towards national targets in places like Wales. Do you think your technology is competing with the recyclers already active in that sector? So what we are doing is using this IBA as a feedstock and combining it with carbon dioxide to produce a new material in the end. So this is in a way a recycling, but at the same time what we are doing is capturing carbon dioxide permanently in these materials. So it's not much of a competition, but it's more of an alternative solution to recycling or even upcycling these residues to a more low carbon product form. And in terms of the pool of the pie, I think there's a lot of opportunity in the sector because energy from waste is going to grow and the more the industry is going to grow, the more the bottom ash is going to be generated. And we need to come up with different solutions to make sure the, the most use of the materials can be utilized for these products. Yeah, I agree with what you say there. I think as long as the waste isn't going to landfill, it's the right solution, isn't it? So if it's recycled or if it's turned into aggregate, that's the way forward. You've mentioned that you're active a lot in the UK at the moment. Are there any UK-based EFW developments you can talk to me about? Indeed, we're in good and active conversations with the EFW developments in UK to integrate our technology and it's coming with various drivers. So either there's an interest to treat the fly ashes or bottom ashes and to turn them into valuable new products or we also see the driver to maximize the CO2 capture directly from the point source. So in this case, where we plug our container solution to the flue stack and reduce the carbon emissions. 
So there is an active interest from the FW sector in UK, and we work with both of these drivers in most of the cases. And also, on top of UK, we also receive this interest internationally too. And we indeed have recently developed a partnership with Return Carbon, also to address waste to energy sector that's demonstrating a stable growth trend also in mainland Europe. It's good you talked about Europe because I think you've made a big push with the technology in Belgium and the Netherlands, which are both big EFW countries. Perhaps you could give a bit of an update on progress there. It is, because when we look at these two markets and in near future wider Europe, as much as energy transition, there is also a significant focus in circular economy. And together with our partner and, and potential customers, we are right now in the process of developing a platform to capture carbon dioxide, but at the same time, develop a market for the secondary products that could achieve acceptance from construction industry. Each country has its own regulations and requirements to meet. And right now we are in the process of developing this infrastructure and connecting the dots of the residues, so the emitters and the product markets so that we can develop that circular economy within these countries and then wider Europe. So there is a lot of interest in that direction and we do see global ambitions for our technology. When you talk about the global side, Europe must be the main area. Where else do you see growth? Maybe Europe and Canada or North America? Actually, I must say right now across the globe, definitely North America, especially with the new Inflation Reduction Act, there is a huge interest regarding carbon capture technologies. And we do make a lot of engagements and explore opportunities out there. But another interesting region which we hear a lot of traction is coming from Asia as well. There is also a quite advanced and growing sustainability agenda where there's an interest for the circular and carbon negative products that could act as a new revenue stream for those markets too. So in short, I think right now when we say globe, Asia, Europe, Americas is actually creating quite of attraction in parallel at the same time. That's good. You say global and you actually do mean global. Indeed. This is good work. Last year also, I remember Carbon8 secured, I think it was about £5 million from investment, mainly from EDF and VCAP. What has that led to? So it's a significant milestone and achievement for our company. We are continuing our journey together with our strategic investors, EDF and VCAP, as the worldwide known global industry leaders. And that milestone actually has developed two major avenues, I can tell. One, it has helped us to continue R&D and development on our technology even to a next step. And the second focus is coming on the commercial side, where we are now unlocking uh, new market opportunities at global level, like you have asked, starting from Europe, in Netherlands and the Belgium, but also we are potentially exploring uh, new opportunities in Asia and US with an active interest coming for clean tech solutions to expand the decarbonization efforts. We're coming towards the end here. And I guess one of the questions that does strike me is that if the economy is to slow down globally because of a recession, construction is going to be one of the first sectors to be hit. And perhaps that wouldn't mean that there's less demand for aggregates. And a company like Carbonate must have plans for alternative uses for the aggregates if something like that did happen. Is that right? 
Indeed, so as you rightly say, I think the economy might demonstrate some ups and downs, but especially more on the developing countries, we still see construction and cement industry growing. But also when we look at the aggregates that's been manufactured from carbonate side, it is not the very standard commoditized type of products, but it's more on a new market trend, which is sometimes referred as green products or carbon negative products or low carbon aggregates, which is also creating a new market and a new demand area. So even though in the mainstream and as a whole, the economy might have its ups and downs, but we still have quite an advanced and strong interest being developed in this low carbon product. So I think as carbonate and for the rest of the circular solutions, there is definitely a bright future in terms of the market development in this industry. Celine, as a journalist, I have to ask you, as we're getting towards the end, should I be looking out for any announcements from you in the near future? Yes, indeed. I can definitely say watch the space, but I cannot disclose further details at the moment. (laughs) But soon um, you can find out more from our website and LinkedIn pages. I'll keep an eye out. And finally, the last question I ask everyone on the burning issue is what's the question I should have asked you and how would you have answered it? I think you covered a great amount of questions that's touch basing the industry development, CCUS technologies and how our company is heading to future. So it has been a great pleasure and conversation. So thank you for inviting me in. Thank you very much for giving me the time. Thank you again, Celine. All that remains for me to do is say thank you very much for listening. If you want to learn more about the energy recovery process, go to the website endswasteandbioenergy.com where you can sign up for our free newsletters or even take out a subscription if you want to.